Jack Hirschman is a poet, translator, and editor. As you know, he's Poet Laureate of San Francisco and has been since 2006. His powerful voice set the tone for political poetry in this country many years ago. His latest book, All That's Left, is what he'll be presenting to us tonight, and I'd like you all to please join me in welcoming Jack Hirschman. My voice is a little uh, untuned. Very simply, so there not be any question of anxiety or worry. Uh, on March 14th, I decided to take uh, an operation on my carotid artery, which had narrowed and was not pumping enough blood from my heart to my brain, and therefore threatened a stroke. I don't want to go out by a stroke. I'd rather it go out another way. So I went. The operation was perfectly successful. There wasn't even a bit of pain, except that under anesthesia, they put a tube down your throat. And so I lost my voice for about a month or two. So therefore, I ask your uh, indulgence if you or forgive me for my indulgence, but I will read in this voice, if you don't mind. I'm very pleased that this book came out. It's tough to read in a voice and puns, but I'm going to read, I'm going to open this with uh, the war. The war drugs on die after die. Sold chairs and chopped sewage chives mock an ignominious fear of so-called existence and jams juice tins over in his tome. Tears over Bagudud as well. And Pilucha is dust and smothered, and all I rock is a mad sad, a ginstone of pure war-king peoples, and fear must without heaven a dot of a dot of Utrepia, or a tittle of a toka-pot. Let him put that war-boil into the papal scrapper. Let's bile that gag-ho-star a jail, roomy and oaf, for all his tucked-ass bullshit, and peel the plague, and watch him and his hunter of ass-ashen analysts guard down the stinking hole they were shut up from to be gone what.
this house of hunger for the American kid who go to sleep each night without supper. This house of hunger has millions of kids in it. Breakfast and lunch is all they're worth. Fat Exxon and Bechtel have billions of bucks in them. What pretty prophets to set before King Death. Banks stink with the stench of unmitigated greed. Ms. Mr. and Mrs. Indifference included in their digital speed. While those kids lie abed each tonight without even a cup of bullion in their trembling hand. Oh, go kill the children in other lands, America, you beautiful. And cover for the murders you plant in your own backyard. Keep insisting your democracy, but in the starving darkness, those sad lost eyes know the truth of your icy lie that you've sold all the marbles in their little sacks to the bullies who applaud because they won't give them back. And you've stolen the bread that cried for their mouths and turned it into dirty dough. And that's why, when finally they manage to fall asleep, their dreams call you the haunted house, put a spell of the sun on you to burn you down so that greedy spirits flee and fields grow rapidly good things for hungry little bellies to eat. Between the page with the heart and the mind wrestling upon it, and the ear which later will receive those limbs of light as perfect harmony, there's a stillness whose volume speaks Worlds of words, defiant of measure, treasures of the unsayable, secrets of the ever-beginning enchantment and the never-ending gathering at the lips of the kiss of the poem. Now I... Now, I understand them causing an enormous amount of anguish and pain with this screwed up voice of mine. So I brought a very beautiful woman along, my girlfriend. She's going to read three poems to you so that you get another dimension of my voice. Okay? So please welcome Agneta Fall. The House of the Setting Sun, 
become a rag again, and the poorest may wave you, Pier Paolo Pasolini, to the red flag. I put my mouth to your misery, New Orleans, inundated and soaking with death. Here lies, war lies piled so high, this floating prison of a cemetery cries out of rage at the end of its breath. Here in the last delta, desire lies on its side, is rolled and rolled over upon by its own government and crushed. Summertime is over and the living is dead, and around midnight all hopes are looted. No one will ever come clean of the Katrina of New Orleans in its stinking house of the setting sun, bodies so black and so blue from loving what wouldn't spit on their shoes if they needed a shine, let alone a dime or water. America, you were always scorched earth in our mouth, always a baptism of crap, always a rain of disaster streaming down the panes of our broken eyes. Now our rags are the most torn, our jazz the most blue, our poor the poorest that can be worn in the soul's thrift shop. Now that all is lost and there is only nothing to lose. Long live the courage and the sorrow and the innocence of the poor. The real flag is in tatters. Begin to wave it. Venezia. I was enraged at your body, Venezia, when I first saw your bauble shops, chick chick cannery, that cried out, by my glittering dribble of an awful orgasm spurted onto my Rialto bridge thighs. Slowly I found your side streets where you practice a strolling stillness without any engine sounds under a sky turning into color of Paris con aperol, and then into eternal burnished magnificence of twilight where a hidden flame of affectionate heart accompanies your every move. And there is no doubt about it, you are more adorable without a car wrapped around you where you can be what you are, walking water that gently laps. And that's why I've come to you this midnight and lain down in your black body with its soft red plush and pulled the startling blue cover over our rocking under, a cheek of moon blushing through the mist. And uh, finally for me, Juna, that's Juna Barnes. That she lived and written on Ward Avenue 
three blocks away from the street in the Bronx I grew up on, 13 years before I even was born. And just what are you getting at, says Juna, bones? And that an alphabet of years later, I'd be dissertating on a masterpiece of poetic prose and writing a bestiary of poems. And what might that mean to a blue terrine, says Juna, scones? 47 years later, she's long since ash. The world's become unmitigated cash. A woman gazing into the face of a cell phone. I gave my love a cherry, says Juna, and lived on raging puns. So endure, endure these bitter hops of hips and hopheads in the banal galore of empty claps. Nightwood still holds up after all these years like a garter belt that's thunder snap. Thank you. Virginia Tech. The loner is me. The one who stopped listening. The one with the hidden cues. With the fist, a blind clench. With the hole in his heart. With the cool guns. The one who blasts away. Who kills because, just because. Who kills at will. And because there's nothing left but the dead kills himself, suicided, on top of all he's killed. And now you know what a market in old Baghdad feels like with its victims in the wrong place at the wrong time and why your mourning is going in one ear of the death tomorrow and doubt the deafening other. We kick our cane. One. The sorrow of these many months isn't because laureate celebrities put eyes all over my body as if I were in the U.S. again not the other America. It comes from the footprint of a kick stab in my back, gut riding a bus to a reading with some really destitute brothers and sisters in a 16th Street office space. I'm sitting in the rear of the bus reading a translation of the book of the concealed mystery when my eyes are lifted from the pages by the high voice of a young black woman standing and talking on her cell phone. Her voice decibels above the seated, dog-tired Latino black and white workers en route home. And when I rise to exit, accidentally grazing her sleeve as I pass with an excuse me, she pushes me, shouts, don't touch me, 
with hatred and ferocity makes me turn, shout in return, and what the hell do you think you did to me? And for an instant, face a pair of eyes coiled in cold rage and denial all at once and set a spring when, around my shoulders, I feel a pair of gentle but insistent arms and half turning here from a young black man with an almost consoling smile. You don't want to go there. Here's your stop. He leads me to the stairwell, but no sooner do I begin descending when I feel myself hurtled down by a kick to my back, falling and landing a, a wobble on my feet as the door closes with a snicker and the bus pulls away from my amazement. What they do, a Latina asks in startled urgency on the sidewalk, and her words make me realize I'm 72 for the first time in my life. Two. One could, I suppose, chaplain it away, how for no reason suddenly one is bopped, clobbered with a club or cane, kicked in the ass for a slapstick laugh in the silence of the silence. But it just happens, humiliation sounds one's very depths. Just happens, a wound knows no death of time. And not so random is the karma of lungs breathing archaically and postmodernly together. Just happens, I didn't know the volatility of the hatred of man-touch or white man-touch, and so could only think junkie or dyke. But if the prophecy be true, that negritude will be reason. And reason must find its violence in order to be, for violence at bottom is the memory of a horror carried by the soul of the blood to the blood of sex. She, a violence of resistance, is also a violence for, as if she'd said, awe of me, why not take awe of me and shove it up your ass, cause it can just about fit where the you are lives, cause I'm inside you now in violation of you, immaculately, you American filthy, crumb of a loaf of no people. I'm here and everywhere, and you, no matter how old, always will be the snot nose with adolescent shame spread over your brains from a rumbled-out cellar 
wooden zips where the real thing went down on edge for a tenor each, then ran in torn shreds of a dead dawn to bring hot rolls and milk to two kids in a dump near Peru. Three. Chalk it up like the gutters and walls of our breasts or the blue-tipped stick stood up between jilted thighs singing. The day is night and the night knows only the inside of this long, lonesome bread of blues. Don't climb to the top of the old coal, coal bit. Here, you can fall in and we'll never again find you. So many tongues at the midnight taint paint the world where the sunshine ain't. Go back to what beginning? A cereal suck? A kick in the butt? Oh, desolate animal of leather pelt in this hell's night wood. Stay cloping. Be full of distress. You can't pull the race card out of your hat. See, the mother of memories, the word strife of the original, of the original. No, and you can't pull the race card out of the bra, neither. And if she push you and kick you, curse and spit, cause you who touched her raped her mother and grandmother and mine, you can't do We the thunder that never stopped shaking blues. We born to hate, hate. Learned hate was white. And then that white didn't mean or shinola. It just mean meaninglessness, no reason. Fed intravenously and vaingloriously, feeding the rebus where I, B, I, and you, B, you, and nothing will ever be between but tragic race disgrace cause you and I are on cue to be slaves. Black and white, that's why the consumer trees grown long, long limbs. There's money in rage and murder, bloody blood talk, war though, war duh. Everyone riding humpback in their own
Dorothy Hegemony. B and W, you knotted state of a putrid clam of worms, insane and greatly dangerous. Put your sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity away. Come together from under the skin where soul is blood and needs the sea and ride the wave and the furl of class, the only war that's peace to the end of civic debt and money's tyranny and be what revolution means as the way that has to be. I will read one more poem. And I'll read it. It's the title poem. All that's left. All that's left in the world, whether in Cuba, Venezuela, Bolivia, as well as in China, Japan, the United States, Europe, the Middle East, Africa, all of them cannot, despite their resistance, despite their refusal, stop this march of death because they, as well as all that's right in the world, despite their refusal, despite their resistance, already are counted among those in this last parade. Communists and progressives, Nazis, fascists and reactionaries, Zionists and anarchists of every stripe, none are excluded. None can evade the march. This one's not coming with hammer and sickle or swastikas or flags of any land. This one's the march all wars surrender to. But when comes the unanimous cry when will it really happen? If death is peace, when can I truly die? You will never know, and yet you do, because you may have already. And this life is your way of paying homage to the power that loves you enough to have taken your life away and left you with the taste of immortality on your lips. Nothing mystical, no cries, Allah, Yahweh, or Buddha in the wings. Even lying on your back, you're marching. This is not a cynical or pessimist 
on me with poem. Join death to your life and you will live as if there were no drum to march to. There is no march at all. You're there. All will be well for all.